0: I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. If you look at somebody's life and you think that it's perfect, that's only because you don't know everything that's going on. Stay all, day. Stay all, day. Stay all day. It's, it's exceptional. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me in this Work On Your Game universe that I've built. This podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and then my third day mastermind at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on and those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have many of you who are listening right now that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics is not the strategies you're using is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem the biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do and that's why you're not being who you need to be so the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs whether you're working in my group mastermind or my one on one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group Bulletproof Mastermind. Or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one on one coaching and sign up for a call with me, and we can talk about working one on one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here mindset, strategy, accountability, execution. Workonyourgameuniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game Live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022, and this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full-day events, and this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full-time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing. Full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full-time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full-time and you know the clock is ticking on you. This next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two day event. We're on day one. We're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one, in addition to more things. And on day two, it's application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers when you're putting yourself out there to the world. How do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way. We're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make you no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets all of that's going to be covered on day 2 which is application and execution so what i want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live that's workonyourgame.live l i b e get your ticket for this 2-day virtual event that's a Thursday and a Friday if you can't make it either day we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property that is the knowledge that is in your head you want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for and you want to do it full-time but you're not quite there yet i'm going to help you get there i know the formulas i know the systems i have the process you join me at workonyourgame.live. i will see you in may and let's get to getting this money work on your game you are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there, boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade-offs. No perfect scenarios, only trade-offs. And I'll explain, of course, as we get into this episode, exactly what that means and what you should do with this knowledge. But before we do that, let me tell everybody I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who is in my texting community. If You want to be in my texting community and get my daily motivation free of charge every day, which I know you do. All you got to do is text me at this number. Number is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, you will be one of the recipients. And here's a bonus, an unadvertised bonus on my daily motivation text is when I send it, you can actually respond to any one of those text messages that I send out. and You will be texting directly with me so you can respond to one of those texts. Actually, if you text me right now, even if you missed this morning's daily motivation, text me right now and I will respond back to you and you will be texting with me. So in between the daily motivation text, you can actually text with Dre. And yes, that is me who responds to those texts. That is not a bot. That is not not my assistant. That is not my team that responds to those texts. I handle that. They handle some things. They don't handle that. So text me 305-384-6894. Now this topic again today, there are no perfect scenarios, only trade-offs. This is a concept I got to give a shout out to Mr. Thomas Sowell. He is the first person I ever heard use this phrase and it makes perfect sense. When I first heard it, I said, you know what? Damn, he's right. And this is something that all of us need to understand because it appears to me through the conversations that I have, through the material that I take in, through things I hear from people, whether it's individuals I'm talking to directly, whether it's things I see in the media, whether and these are and sometimes these are scholarly people writing and talking about things as if there is a way to create this you know perfect utopian world where everything is just this perfect outcome for a certain group or for certain people or for everybody, and that is it is logically and scientifically impossible for that to occur, and that's why we need to accept this concept that there are no perfect scenarios. The only thing we can hope for is a trade-off. And the question is. What trade-off are we willing to accept? And we talked about trade-offs here on this show before. You might not notice it by the exact same words, but I talked about it in episode 1663. Your favorite flavor of shit sandwich. What is that episode about? If you didn't hear it, you should go listen to it. It is linked down below in the show notes. But what it's about is understanding that anything you do in life, there's a shit sandwich that comes with it. If you, any of you who has kids, is there a shit sandwich that comes with raising kids? Yes. Now, are there benefits to raising kids? Hopefully, yes. But there are also some shit that you had to deal with because you're raising kids. If you're married, there's some shit that goes with that. If you own a home, there's some shit. If you run a business, there's some shit. If you have a job, there's some shit. If you exercise all the time, there's shit. If you eat healthy, there's some shit. If you eat junk, there's some shit. No matter what you do in life, wherever you live, you live in a moderately warm climate, tropical climate like South Florida, there's some shit that comes to living there. You live in the Midwest, there's some shit that comes to living there. You live out in the desert area like Phoenix there's some shit there. You live in New York or Philadelphia, there's some shit. No matter what you do, there is a shit sandwich that you have to eat. There is no perfect outcome. So any of you right now who is looking at your situation and you're realizing the shit because you're paying attention to the shit right now, maybe you're in the midst of eating a shit sandwich. You're like, man, I wish I could get out of this situation so I don't have to eat the shit sandwich anymore. I want you to understand that when you're looking at the grass that looks greener on the other side of that fence, understand there's a shit sandwich you got that comes with that too. You might not know about it. But I guarantee you that it exists. That's what we're going to talk about here today. Now, Thomas Soul's is a guy I've referenced before on this show. He's the author of several books. You should go look up his work. His last name is Soul Sowell, S-O-W-E-L-L. His first name is Thomas. Spell it how it sounds. Look up some of his books and read them. He's written a bunch of them. I don't know if you can read them all in a short period of time. But whatever you see that catches your eye, grab at least one of Thomas Sowell's books and read it. If you're a person who likes to look at stuff on YouTube, look him up on YouTube. He doesn't have his own channel, but he appears on interviews and he talks about the stuff that's in his books. You listen to some of his interviews, you'll probably want to go get his books after that. So go look him up, read his stuff, listen to some of his material. He explains this and from many different angles on many different subjects. Now, while Sowell's comments, to be clear, when he said this, he was mostly referring to the kind of things that he talks about and the stuff that he mostly talks about and that he writes about. Because Thomas Sowell is traditionally, he's an economist. So he would write about things like economy and social issues, and the economy when it came to race, education, politics, government. This concept, however, applies to every single aspect of human life. So as I am apt to do, when I hear a good idea from somebody, I will take their small good idea that they were applying to one thing, and I'm going to take it and I'm going to expound upon it and apply to my thing. That's what we're going to do here today. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade-offs. Number one, there is no perfect human, there is no perfect life, and there is no perfect situation. They do not exist. As I've said before, if you ever feel like you're in a perfect situation, just wait two minutes. You ever feel like the situation that you're in right now in life is perfect and exactly as it needs to be, just wait two minutes. And what's going to happen is you will either realize that there is something imperfect about your life that you just hadn't been thinking about, you you just remembered it once you thought about it for two minutes, or something's going to happen is going to ruin the situation that you thought you were experiencing. That perfection that you thought you were experiencing, it'll go away really quickly if you just wait two minutes. And again, I'm saying that kind of as a a tongue-in-cheek type of thing, but this is the reality of life. Nobody's life is perfect. If you look at somebody's life and you think that it's perfect, that's only because you don't know everything that's going on. And if someone tries to present to you that their life is perfect or the situation is perfect, that's just because they're only telling you the parts they want you to know about. And I'm not saying that necessarily is a bad thing. I mean, who wants to be the bearer of bad news all the time? But everybody got some bad news going on in their life that maybe they're just not either not able to do anything about right now, not knowing something about, or maybe they're just trying not to think about. We can't go to sleep at night if we had to think about everything going on in our lives and we couldn't know rest until everything was perfect. Well, nobody would ever rest. We'd all die from. I don't know what do they call it when you're not getting enough sleep. Or you start hallucinating when you don't sleep enough. So everybody has some shit going on. Okay, Everybody has a shit sandwich there in the process of eating in their lives right now. Every single person. Now, the fact that we are as human beings, we have these big, complex brains that we are able to compartmentalize and put some of the shit sandwich aside so that we can focus on the things that we like and the things that we want to do and the things that we need to do is just a remarkable feat of humanity. But doesn't mean that the shit sandwich doesn't exist. Everybody has one again. So when you catch yourself looking at somebody else's life and wishing that yours was theirs, all right, trust me, you probably don't want their life, even though it might look like you do. Our world was made. It was created by a bunch of imperfect individuals, including you, including me. Therefore, it is impossible for imperfect people to create perfect things. So your choice in life is the question of what you're willing to give up in order to have what you want. In other words, how much of a shit sandwich are you willing to eat to have the life that you say you want to have? This is a choice that we all make every single day, multiple times per day, whether you are aware of it or not. Every single day, you are making choices as to what am I willing to give up in order to have this thing? All right. So you want to be an early bird. Then that means you might have to go to bed early or you want to stay up late. That means you're probably going to have to wake up a little bit later than everybody else. Those are trade uh, If You want to work out in the gym all the time. Then you might not be able to eat ice cream and fried chicken every single day because your body's not going to have the fuel for you to perform in the gym. There's something that you got to give up. If you want to work at a job, you might not be able to run your own business. You want to run your own business, you won't have a lack of ownership that comes with having a job. There's a trade-off to every single thing. You want to be married, then you can't be single. You want to be single, then you can't be married. So there's a trade-off to everything. There is no perfect outcome. Everybody understand what I'm saying here? And every day you make choices, choices as to what you're giving up in order to have something else. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade offs. Number two, even the stuff that looks perfect from the outside looking in is often anything but when you're on the inside looking around. Let me say that one again. All the stuff that looks perfect from the outside looking in is anything but perfect when you get on the inside and you look around. So do not be fooled. This requires some emotional maturity on your part. And knowing, okay, you might not be able to see what the imperfections are of that situation over there on the other side of the fence, but they do exist. You just don't know what they are. So in any situation that you find yourself in envy of another person, in envy of their circumstance, or at least what you know about their circumstance, because you're not in their situation, check yourself. All right. It's probably not as perfect as it may appear to be. It's actually it's definitely not as perfect as it appears to be. Again, the more mature you are, the better you can understand this. And the more mature you are about your own situation, the more mature you can be about other people's alleged situations. To give an example, personally, I like living in condominiums and places that many people would consider to be luxury buildings. I'm not a big fan of living in houses. I grew up living in a house, did that for 20 plus years. And I once lived in a house when I was in my mid-20s neighborhood was too quiet it was a bunch of families kids and dogs it was a little bit too quiet for me it wasn't my type of vibe so i like to live in buildings like the kind of places that i live in now do you follow my instagram stories or you see me in my stories on social media you've got an idea of the kind of places that i like to live in i like to walk outside as soon as i go outside i like there to be hustle and bustle going on i like to be in the midst of where things are going on at least at this point in my life now i want you to understand something From the outside looking in, if you've never lived that type of lifestyle, this might seem like an amazing lifestyle. Maybe you think that's exactly what you want. But I want you to understand there's a trade-off to living in places like this. As you probably know, I'm a person who goes to bed early and I like to wake up early. So it's important that wherever I live, my neighbors not be loud people who cause disturbances. But sometimes when you're living in places like this, think about it. You got a neighbor. There's a neighbor upstairs from me. There's a neighbor downstairs. There's a neighbor to the left and there's a neighbor to the right. So that's four possible people who could be loud and making too much damn noise. Where if I lived in a house, I might only have one neighbor. I might have none who at least I can't hear anything that they're doing. So now I've given myself four possibilities of someone disturbing the way that I want to live on a day-to-day basis, and I can't really do a damn thing about it. So usually in my experience is always at least one person around who got some kind of habit that I got to learn to work around because I have chosen to live a type of lifestyle where I have these people who are in such close proximity to me whether it be somebody smoking weed, people who like to party, people playing loud music, usually one of the three, something is going on. And if you're always living in places where you have all these different neighbors to deal with, there's always going to be something that you got to deal with. And something that is a trade-off for the lifestyle that I have chosen to live. There have been multiple places where, for example, the wall in the bedroom was the same wall for the neighbor's bedroom. So basically my bedroom and their bedroom were separated by one wall between the two places, between the two condos or the two apartments. And there have been several times over the years, I lived in a bunch of these different buildings uh, down here in South Florida. There have been several times, it's not where I live now, luckily, but there have been times when with that neighbor, I knew every single time they were having sex. Now, you could ask me how I know. Well, I know because the wall was the only thing that separated my bedroom from their bedroom. So if they were having sex, I knew exactly what was going on. I knew when the guy was back home from out of town, and I knew exactly how long their sex was lasting. The good part is most of the time the sex didn't last too long. Ha ha. I've had weed smoking neighbors. I remember once I lived in a building where my neighbors upstairs, they had hardwood floors throughout their unit. And it was, I think either two or three women lived up there, and they were all strippers. That was their full-time job. They were strippers. I actually knew who they were. So every night they would come home from work at like four, five o'clock in the morning. And that was fine by me because I was waking up at four or five o'clock in the morning because I was going to the gym to work on my game. This is during my basketball years. But the girl I was with at the time, she wasn't waking up at four or five in the morning. So she would kind of get woken up because all you hear above us is high heels walking on hardwood floors. I mean, they're not violating any rules by walking on the floor with high heels, but they had hardwood floors and they were wearing high heels and you heard it every single night. So I knew when they were coming in from work. Now, sometimes they would turn on music too. Now that we've called, you know, call the front desk, call security for But the thing is, this is the kind of stuff that you might not think about when you're on the outside looking in. They seem like small things, but it's not It's happening every single day. Now, as a professional athlete, here's another example. Being a pro athlete, everybody either one of three things, they either know what you have. They think they know what you have or they want to know what you have in terms of your material possessions. And that might seem like a great deal from the outside looking. At everybody wants to know about you. Everybody sees you, especially those of you who are you know, utilizing social media. And not, I get texts from people every day who are getting on social media or building their brands. and They want more people to know. them. They want to be more seen. They want to be more visible. They want to get more attention. So when I'm telling you that one of the things about being a pro athlete is everybody wants to be in your business and know what you got, or they think they know what you got, it might seem like a great deal for you. But again, when you're on the inside, the situation is completely different. So you got to think of, for you, I just told you some trade-offs that I live with, but think about some trade-offs that you had to make in your life, in the kind of lifestyle that you live, that if someone didn't know, someone who doesn't know your lifestyle from the outside looking in, what are some things that they don't know about what you had to deal with, given the way that you live, given the, the business that you're in, given the kind of work that you do, given the people who you're around? Given who you are as an individual, there are trade-offs that you make all the time, personally and professionally, that people on the outside have no idea about. You might not even look at them as trade-offs anymore because you've gotten so used to them. But if you did, you will realize how many of them you make every single day. What we need to talk about next then is the danger of exactly that. So let's move on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade-offs. The danger of all of this is what we call the greener grass Syndrome. And everybody's heard the cliches about the grass being greener on the other side of the fence. This is the greener grass syndrome. Many of you know what I'm talking about. It is when you, looking at the trade-offs that you keep making in your world, or what you might not even see as trade-offs, maybe you just see them as negatives, you start having wandering eyes. Those wandering eyes. is when you're over here, but you spend all your time instead of focusing on where you're at, you're looking at what everybody else is doing. Over there, you're looking at the other side of the fence and wondering what it's like over there. And over there, here's the problem. Since you're not over there, you don't notice the trade-offs that they're making. All you see is the good part. And you start to think, you start to hypnotize yourself into believing, hey, maybe the grass is a lot greener on the other side of this fence. Maybe I need to hop the fence and go over there because the grass looks a whole lot greener. And here's what happens when you start thinking that is that your emotions will go to work and they might try to trick you into thinking that there aren't any trade-offs. In those other worlds, that if you hop the fence and go over there, there's no trade off that you have to make, that everything's just gonna be perfect. Or that even if there are trade offs and you know about the trade offs, or at least you think you do, maybe those trade offs are not as strong. They're not as strenuous to you. They're not as challenging to you as the trade offs that you're making in your current space. So you start thinking that everything over there is gonna be a whole lot easier than they are over here. Let me give you a word of caution whenever you catch yourself with greener grass syndrome. And every human being is susceptible to this. Some of us catch it more often than others, but all of us have had it before and all of us are susceptible to catching it again. So nobody is immune to this. But let me give you a word of caution. Do not fool yourself into this line of thinking. Do not be fooled into this line of, this is not even a line of thinking, It's really a line of emotion. It's usually your emotions that drive you into this space. It's not your logical, rational, objective thinking, it's your emotions. Because your emotions are just looking at the shit sandwich that you're eating. And not understanding there's a shit sandwich you got to eat over there too. But again, you won't know about that shit sandwich until you get all the way in. They won't tell you about it up front because it's a little bit too much for you to really buy into. To give you an example, I remember when I did an episode on MLM back in episode number 1503, I talked about the business and personal growth benefits of a network marketing or MLM experience. And I remember when I first got into network marketing MLM, I was in college. And it was a a little billboard somebody had put up, make extra money on the side, unlimited income potential. So I go to the meeting, I end up joining this company. This is for a brief stint when I was in college. And many of you have probably been to this. You go to the meeting in the hotel and it's all exciting and they make it sound so easy and great. And you you end up joining, not everybody joins, but you end up joining, whatever, whatever. And I remember I went to the training. So I joined and I go to the training for how to move the product, whatever it is. And when we get into training for the very first time of the meetings that I had been through and all this stuff, one of the leaders, one of the trainers said, this business, what you're about to do, this is sales. This is a sales gig. The only way you're going to make money here is you must sell. And what's interesting about him saying that, because I'm not averse to sale, I have a problem with selling. I like sales. I've always seen myself as a salesperson, even before I knew exactly how to sell, what sales was before I could, I was nowhere near being able to teach it to anybody, but I've always seen myself as a salesperson. So it didn't bother me to hear that it was sales. But one thing I do know is that in that training, when that man announced that this is sales, that guy's name was Tony. I remember his name was Tony. That was the first time of the meetings that I had gone to, the material that I had taken into, taken in, my sponsor had talked to me and all this stuff. That was the very first time anyone had mentioned that it was sales to do this business because they don't want to mention that it's sales when, it, when you're in an opportunity meeting because a lot of people are going to be turned off. So a lot of people are afraid of selling. A lot of people are so afraid of rejection. They're actually not afraid of selling. They're afraid of being rejected when they try to sell that they don't want to do anything that has anything to do with selling. But anyone who listens to this show, you know, you're in my audience, you understand everything is sales. Everything in life is sales. So when this guy announced that this is literally sales, I think some people might have been like, oh, shit, I didn't know. That's the shit sandwich I got to eat is that I got to sell to make money in this business. I didn't mind. But the point that I'm making here is they didn't tell you that until after you signed up. They didn't let you know until you jumped over the fence and you were all the way in and you were locked into this side of the fence. Now let me tell you everything. This is sometimes what happens in life. They don't tell you all the stuff until you're already in. So don't fool yourself into the line of thinking that everything's going to be so much easier if you just jump the fence. All right. They don't tell you until you get over there. There are trade-offs to be made in every world. It is impossible to avoid trade-offs. And the grass is literally greener in places where the grass gets watered, tended to, and weeded. You pull the weeds out, you tend to the grass, you cut the grass, and you water the grass, the grass is going to be green, whether that's in your lawn or somebody else's. So how much attention are you paying to your own lawn? Because if the grass is not as green as you want it to be, Probably because you're neglecting it, because all you're doing, you're spending your entire day, instead of tending to your lawn, you're spending your entire day standing at the fence, looking over the edge of the fence and looking at what everybody else is doing on the other side. When if you would focus on what's going on on your side, then you probably wouldn't have as much of a problem. There's this parable about the two farmers. They each owned a farm right next to each other. And each morning, one of the farmers, he would wake up in the morning, he would get dressed, he would brew his cup of coffee, and then he would take a walk around his farm. And then he would go up to the highest hill on his farm and he would spend a considerable time looking out from that hill, looking at the farmer next door's farm, looking at his farm and wondering, damn, why is the grass over there so much greener than mine? Now, the other farmer, on the other hand, every day he would wake up, he would get dressed, he would brew himself a cup of coffee and he would take a walk around the grounds of his farm. He would walk up to the highest hill on his farm and you know what he would do? He will look over at his neighbor's farm and wonder, damn, why is the grass over there so much greener than the grass on my farm? Here's the point everybody does this. You are looking at somebody else's situation and saying, damn, the grass is so much greener over there. While that person is looking at your situation and saying, damn, the grass is so much greener over there. Everybody has this problem. We are all always spending way too much of our resources looking at everybody else's grass. And what we need to be doing is tending to our own. When you tend to your grass, the grass will be super green. And you won't be worrying about what it might be like on somebody else's lawn because yours is so well taken care of. So with all that said, to recap today's class, which is there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade-offs. This is a concept. Again, shout out to Time and Soul for planting the seed in my mind. Point number one, there is no perfect human life. There's no perfect human, no perfect situation. As I've said, if you ever feel like you're in a perfect situation, wait two minutes. You'll remember that something's not perfect or something that will happen to remind you that it ain't perfect. Our world was made by a bunch of imperfect people and it is inhabited by 100% imperfect human beings. So, your choice in life is deciding what you're willing to give up in order to have what you want. What shit sandwich are you willing to eat? Point number two even the stuff that looks perfect from the outside looking in is anything but perfect when you get to the inside looking in. No matter what you do in life, there is a trade off that comes with it. And if you are not familiar with whatever trade off you had to make to get into a certain life, here's my advice. Find out what the trade-offs really are before you jump in, because there are trade-offs. If anybody has you thinking that there are none, that's because they're lying to you or they're just withholding the truth, which is another form of lying. Find out what the trade-offs are. There are always trade-offs. Okay, so every person has to deal with something in what they do in life that is a shit sandwich you have to eat, like I talked about in episode 1663. Point number three, the danger is the greener grass syndrome. Most of you probably already know exactly what this is, is when you're looking at your trade-offs. And because they're so harsh, you're wondering if the trade-offs will be less or there'll be none at all if you go and jump across the fence and get into somebody else's grass. But understand there are always trade-offs anywhere. You might think somebody's trade-offs are less harsh on you than they are where you are right now, but do not allow your emotions to fool you into this line of thinking because every single world you get into, there's a trade-off to be made. It's impossible to avoid. And the grass is green in the place where the grass is being watered, tended to, and weeded what are you doing with your lawn? That is the real question. All that said, text me. First of all, to get my daily motivation text every single day for free, my number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, join my Bulletproof Mastermind so you can work with me directly on your strategies. What are you actually applying? How do you know exactly what you should be doing? Your accountability. How do you know if the things you're doing are actually working and producing a result? What are we weighing them against? What is the baseline? What are the standards? And execution. How do we get things done consistently? same things the same way every time so that you can produce consistent results because that's the game that we're in all of that is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. again for the bulletproof mastermind work on your work on your game dre all day